Welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. You're listening to The Construction Cut with Taylor Rennick. Here, you'll get the latest news in construction in 15 minutes or less. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to The Construction Cut. I'm your host, Taylor. This week, we're covering the latest numbers from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, why the prices of homes in several metros are staying firm, and how construction technology companies are making job sites safer for workers, both in pandemic times and beyond. It's Monday, May 18th. Let's dive in. A record 36 million Americans have filed for unemployment since the onset of the pandemic. And according to a new report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the construction industry is getting hit particularly hard, with the industry shedding 975,000 jobs last month. Out of those 975,000 jobs lost, nearly 700,000 of them were in the specialty trades. This report, which came out a few days ago, only reports on numbers from mid-April and does not include the impact that postponements or reopenings may have had on employment numbers since. Well, despite the record number of job losses being reported, several housing markets are still holding relatively strong. Dallas, Los Angeles, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. are all reporting solid numbers indicating that new homes are still sorely needed in many of America's densely populated metros. Although active sales have gone down since the onset of the pandemic, prices are holding relatively steady, at least in Washington, D.C. Zillow's chief economist, Jeff Tucker, was reported as saying, quote, prices have not begun to fall, even list prices, so sellers are not taking as pessimistic of a view on what demand will look like. So far, the real estate market here in D.C. is looking quite resilient, end quote. As I reported last week, Zillow is estimating that the real estate market will end up looking more or less like a checkmark, and that record low inventory combined with low mortgage rates will end up propping up the housing market, with sales increasing upwards of 10% each month through the end of 2021. That, of course, is Zillow's take. So we will, of course, be keeping an eye out on the housing market, but it's encouraging to know that several markets are still performing well. In fact, a recent article from Builder Magazine reports that first quarter home sales saw growth of nearly 10%. Now, this growth uh, shows little to no change in the amount of inventory that was actually available to buyers. And the average price for a single-family home increased in 96% of major American cities. So think about that. 96% of all major cities in America saw home prices go up. In fact, 46 major metros even saw double-digit price growth year over year, with swelling home prices in cities like Boise, Eugene, Oregon, Go Ducks, and the home of Builder Funnel, Colorado Springs, Colorado. One of the economists at the National Association of Realtors, his name is Lawrence Young, he says, quote, the first quarter price jumps mostly reflect conditions prior to the coronavirus outbreak and show the strength of the housing market and the housing demand prior to the pandemic. He goes on to say, even now, Due to very limited listings, home prices are showing no signs of buckling. Yun says that low inventory and even lower mortgage rates are the primary cause of strong housing numbers, despite unprecedented events in 2020. 
So supply is extremely limited. We know that. Home builders, that's your cue. Young goes on to say, quote, more supply and more listings are needed to provide a faster recovery for the economy. The fast rising home prices are not healthy, so more home building needs to take place as the economy begins to reopen. Mortgage rates are at historic lows, and those with secure employment will be attracted to the market. Well, more and more commercial contractors are taking advantage of the technology available to us here in 2020. An IT company has begun adding thermal cameras to job sites for a large contractor in New York City. The thermal cameras are meant to measure the body temperature of workers on the job site, with the purpose of identifying those who may be running a fever. Fevers, as we all know by now, is an early indicator of the COVID-19 virus. Cameras have already been installed on one job site in New York, and the company, whose name is Brash Concepts, is on track to add three more cameras on new job sites within the next week. The system, created by Brash, will alert site managers if a worker comes onto the job site with a fever of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Fascinating. So Brash is hoping that the next step in their thermal camera detection will allow the cameras to actually pair with facial recognition software. So even if the worker is wearing a mask, they'll still be able to tell who they are and what their temperature is. So this is all in an effort to make the job site safer. Of course, privacy is a concern, and as technology continues to get better and better, that's something that we'll certainly be taking a look at. Brash is the latest contact company to enter this space after construction software providers like SmartVid.io and Triax Technologies entered in the fray with alerts that go off on job sites if workers aren't practicing social distancing. I'm going to give you a little, well, actually a big piece of insight that most construction companies don't even realize. Nearly all of the problems you encounter in your projects and business have one thing in common, communication or lack thereof. Think about the last time a project went sideways. I'm guessing if you traced it back to its source, it had something to do with a missed or miscommunication. In fact, 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to poor communication during projects. Needless to say, good communication needs to be a priority in your business, and that's especially true with everything that's happening around us today. BuildBook has created a simple solution that makes communicating with your clients and team incredibly easy so nothing slips through the cracks. And as a reminder, they've also made it 100% free for you to use during this uncertain climate we're currently in. So hit pause right now and text BuildBook, one word, to 33777 and they'll send you a link to sign up. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, the Paycheck Protection Program can't seem to make its way out of the news. As you probably know by now, the PPP was created in an effort to provide short-term funding to small businesses that otherwise would have had to lay off employees. This is, of course, due to stay-at-home orders. The program has gone through two full rounds of funding. In fact, the SBA has doled out $659 billion in cash. So this seemed, of course, like a great solution for small businesses. Except the rules of the PPP have done nothing but confuse many small business owners, some to the point that they are even considering returning the loans altogether. 
afraid of breaking the rules. In fact, the AGC reported just last week that one in every five contractors they surveyed said that they were thinking about returning the loans. So why are contractors so confused about the program? Well, several experts are pointing to the roller coaster type process that applying for the program entails. Some employees are confused about which employees count and whether foreign companies and their foreign entities might push some companies over the 500-person threshold. Others are confused and worried about the negative press that larger companies have received in the media. And they're worried that a closer look at who actually receives these funds will ultimately end up getting them in trouble, and especially some of the larger-scale contractors. And if that wasn't good enough, banks have also added to the confusion, allowing some loans to go through even though the business applying wasn't eligible. So what can contractors do to make sure they are eligible for a PPP loan? I'm so glad you asked. The Construction Dive reported on some great advice that lawyers gave two members of the AGC on a webinar last week. And these lawyers mentioned three key things that a company can do to make sure they are eligible. Number one, make sure your company meets the required size. Number two, ensure that all parts of your application are accurate. This is not the time for guesswork. And the third, final option, document how your firm is eligible for the PPP loan. This means maintaining records that pertain to lost revenue, lack of liquidity, and other business conditions that make the loan legitimate. All right, that's our show this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you check out the rest of the shows here on the Builder Funnel radio feed. There is so much content being released every week, and it's truly great stuff. So make sure you check out Wes and Brooks on Building a Family Business podcast and my colleague Danielle on the Remodel Your SEO podcast. I've met so many of you at shows over the years, and I know that SEO is one of the biggest challenges small businesses face. So this podcast is a fantastic way to get the knowledge you need to start making the right changes for your website. If you're enjoying the show, we'd love it if you gave us a five-star review or subscribe to Builder Funnel Radio. That works too. If you're listening on a smartphone, just type or swipe over the cover art. I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Construction Cut on Builder Funnel Radio. If you got value out of today's episode, please do one of two things for me. Share it with a friend by clicking the share button in your podcast player and then texting it or emailing it to them. Or leave us a review. This is a free podcast, so spreading the word really helps us keep Builder Funnel Radio going. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.